Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of NASCAR Radio. This is episode number 35. I'm your pal, Val. With me is the amazing Jason. Jason, how are you? I'm doing well, Val. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing real good. Just to let everybody know, this is NASCAR Radio Podcast. This is where the world of NASCAR trading cards and NASCAR meet. Had a good good races last week. They were at Homestead. There was just the Xfinity Series and the Cup Series last week. So we'll talk about the winners for that and their cards. And then we'll talk about the 2021 Dunbar. So I kind of bumped into some, to some observations. And we can also talk about the, what do you want to call it, Jason? Was it Sport Kings? Uh, it's 2021 Sport Kings. Uh, they actually call it Sport Kings Volume 2. Uh, I believe Volume 1 came out in 2019 or late 18. Um, so it's been a couple of years since they've had this product. But to me, it's something that gets overlooked. And this year there is um, a few racing cards that people might not be aware of. So we'll, we'll get, gloss over those pretty quickly, but at least let everybody know what's going on. Sounds good, and then we'll, if we have time, we'll talk about some eBay closing prices for NASCAR trading cards. It's kind of a crazy market right now. So but let's dive into the race results. Last week, like I said, they were at the at Homestead, Miami, Florida. The, the truck, truck uh, folks were off, and the Xfinity Series, the winner was Matt Snyder. Surprising everybody, Noah Graskin kind of, he, he, I don't know if you saw the race, but he kind of had on auto, autopilot, and, of course, he had some bad luck where a uh, lap car that he was getting ready to pass had blown the tire. So he they went up on the track, and he smashed right into the back of them and uh, ruined his chances for the win. There was only a handful of laps left. so But Myatt Snyder was the benefactor of that, so he was the winner. And the highest finishing rookie was Josh Berry in the 10th position. And I, that name, Myatt Snyder, might ring a bell it's because his cards are in the 2021 Dunruss and in optics. So that was the name I recognized. I thought that was pretty cool that uh, Panini did a great job with 2021 Dunruss. Uh, Myatt Snyder is in the rated rookie set. So uh, hats off to Panini for making that selection. So he's in the twenty twenty one dollars, like I said, and all the flavors naturally of the parallels. With the fifth anniversary, artist proof, artist proof black, trophy cup, Carolina blue, green, navy blue. He's also in the optic set and the parallels for that, the Carolina blue, gold, gold vinyl, hollow, orange pulsar, he also has signatures with the signature gold vinyl and signature hollow. The Dunruss orange, pink, the pink plates. Uh, there's all kinds. I guess you can make a rainbow and and and, and more rainbows. Uh, my my Snyder. I was pulling up some of his stats. He raced in the Camping World Truck Series for for you years. Uh, 2018 was the only year he ran a full schedule in the trucks. And then last year, he raced in the Xfinity Series, running all 33 races, and finished actually sixth in points. 
So it was pretty uh, cool to see him win this year. So, And then the highest finishing rookie, so Josh Berry was the winner. He's running for Rookie of the Year. And the only cards I can find of his are from the 2013 Press Pass Total Memorabilia. And it's card number 44. And it, there, back then, or there was just black and white, gold, red for the parallels. And then the Rising Stars autographs. It was a really thick card. It kind of had like a little shadow box that like half, like putting two cards on top of each other and it was like a box where they put the autograph in. And so there's a few different flavors of those. I think it's gold, silver. But that 2013 year... I was just going to say, it's interesting that you go from one driver to the next and one guy is loaded up with 2021, which makes sense. But then you go to uh, Josh Berry, and you're, the only cards you can find are from, you know, eight years ago, 2013. And it's such a vast difference in baseball when if a guy's first card is 2013, he's got 8,000 more since then, uh, and, and including parallels and all of that with Bowman. Um, it's just it never ceases to amaze me the differences between racing cards and the other sports. And this is a perfect example. Yeah. That, that 2013 total memorabilia is not a big, I don't, I don't know if it was a big sell, but I guess to put it on on the map is it's also the rookie year for Kyle Larson. And so it's Kyle Larson, Chris Busher as well. And I don't think press pass did a really good job with those rookies back then. And, of course, you know, it's 2021 and Josh Berry's running and he's a contender for a rookie of the year in Xfinity right. Series. And that tells you that, you know, he's been racing in the lower years and, you know, could have been very young. So, you know, and to your point, I think in baseball with the Bowman and other stuff, you know, since the kids in, what, in high school, college, they already, you know, producing – a plethora of cards for the drivers. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, and of course, price-wise, I don't think you know either one of them are very expensive. You know, with the the Myatt Snyder being new, I think just a couple of bucks. Right. With Josh Berry, there's a few on check my cards for a dollar fifty. So that was the Xfinity series, and then over in on the in the Cup series, and actually I was just talking about William Byron um, or was just thinking about him, he won the Homestead race and the highest finishing rookie was Chase Briscoe. And then I was thinking, you know, William Byron's been running for Hendrick for a few years now. And I just kind of got the sense where, you know, he's had some multiple crew chiefs over the years with, with Chad Knauss and Darren Grubb. And, you know, with the way NASCAR is pushing rookies, you know, you either have to have results or, you know, kind of get moved to the side. Kind of like with, you know, Eric Jones having, you know, leaving Gibbs and Christopher Bell moving in. It's just, you know. So I was thinking about William Byron in that sense. And, you know, sure enough, he, you know, he won. And he has a new crew chief this year with Ryan – Google, and I didn't realize it, but, you know, they actually 
were, I guess, crew chiefs and driver about five years ago. And I started pulling, you know, looking at his records. I had forgotten that William Byron had won the Xfinity Series Championship back in 2017. And then at the cup level in uh, 18, 19, and 20, he finished 23rd, 11th, and 14th, which is actually really respectable. I guess if you would ask me, I uh, had forgotten that he had done, you know, that's pretty respectable. So anyway, long story short, he, he gets uh, his second win first of this year. And then card-wise, uh, Jason Yergin, not going to be surprised at all, but his rookies in the 2016 Panini Certified, which we've talked about numerous times. So last week's winner, Chris Bell, was in the 2016 Certified as well as a few other 2016 products, but here we are again with uh, William Byron and the 2016 Panini Certified. He has autographed cards in 2016 Prism and 2016 Torque, but that 2016 Certified is is only based and matches different flavors of parallel. So I don't even know what. Let me see what they're going for. Is base Certified on? Check out my cards right now. Um, there is one for $2.73. That is the cheapest. And then there's a couple that are above that. Um, that's it. That's, I still think that's pretty good considering he's running in the Hendrick franchise with you know Chase Elliott, Alex Bowman, and Kyle Larson. So, you know, it would be curious to watch him for the rest of the season. And I had mentioned this last week as well that, you know, I kind of forget that now he's locked in pretty much to the playoffs. So that's pretty exciting oh, yeah. that they can, you know, run an experiment and, you know, get ready for the playoffs. That pressure is kind of off of them uh, until the playoffs. So we will see. Yeah, and I was going to say, as I tend to do when we are recording and I learn things, um, I just purchased that cheapest <laughs> card on the side of my card. So now there are two left. Uh, so yeah, I just did a live live purchase on the show here. It, it, that's one thing I love about checking my cards, you know. Yeah, I'm yeah, so <laughs> but but I own it technically. Yeah, with, with William Byron, yeah, he's he's got a lot of potential, and he's only been running uh, for a few years in Cup. So and then being in Hendrick and with that win, he's in good shape for the playoffs. So and then the highest running rookie was Chase Briscoe. And really, I guess we're going to be talking about Chase Briscoe and Anthony Alfredo quite a bit this year because they're the only two drivers running for Rookie of the Year at the cup level. So, And we've talked about Chase Briscoe, I think, before as well. So the 2018 certified, he's got cards, base cards there, as long as signatures. He's also in Prime, but I believe it's just memorabilia there. Prism, he's got signatures with the Prism scripted signatures with the different versions of the signatures and Victory Lane signatures as well. But that's it for Homestead. We're on to Las Vegas this weekend. The trucks will be back, so we'll recap those next week. And then moving on into another segment, I kind of stumbled onto this. I like to uh, photograph the cards, the donors cards anyway, and have them ready. If you're not following me on Twitter, I'll tweet out the stage winners and their cards. And so while I was 
putting the cards together with the race kings and you know the the retros and the base and stuff i was matching them all up and and taking photographs and left it at that and so i was watching the race and then realized that I believe it was Austin Sindrick had won a stage and I couldn't find his cards. And I was like, he won the Xfinity Championship last year. How can he not have a card? So then I started doing some more digging and stumbled on the fact that, and I don't know why I assumed this, that all driver subjects in Dunruss are not necessarily in the optic. And then not all the optic drivers are in the Dunruss base set. So, I started reviewing, uh, I didn't look at 2019, but I did look at 2020, so we'll look at last year's. And last year's, last year's list was very small. Ray Black Jr. was the only, per, only driver that was in the optic that wasn't in the base. And Brandon Jones, Todd Gillen, Matt Crafton, and Jeff Burton are the only drivers that are in Dunruss but not in optic. So really, you know, there's four drivers in one and, and one in the other. But looking at the 2021 Dunruss, I noticed that the majority of the drivers that are in the Dunruss but not the Optic are the rated rookies. And I, we kind of touched on it, I think it was the other week, when I was talking about Natalie Decker. She was not in Optic, but she was in the base. So right. it's basically Drew Dollar, Natalie Decker, Raphael Lessard, Tyler Gray, and Tommy Joe Martins. Uh, I don't know if it makes sense to put out in the no, in the podcast notes the driver numbers or not, but card 28, 34, 35, 36, and 37. But in the optic set, and this is why I was wondering, if, and get your take on it, if there's this opportunity, you know, and again, this is why we're doing the podcast is, you know, knowledge is kind of, not necessarily power, but it, it gives you a, maybe an advantage or when you're at the show and you're looking, you know, some of these drivers that are in optic but not in the base. So uh, there are some race kings, and most of them are, you know, legends or, or, dri- or I don't know, what, what's the other word, um, other drivers that are not racing anymore, but, you know, you know who they are. You know, Harry Gant, Jim McMurray, Jeff Burton, Casey Kane, Kyle Petty, Bill right, right. Carl Edwards. They're the optic race kings. But then the drivers that stuck out were Austin Sendrick. Chase Briscoe, they're in Optic, but not in Dunruss. And then the other one that I thought, uh, well, there's a few more. Uh, then you have some more of the retros, you know, the Dale Earnhardt, excuse me, Dale Jared, Daryl Walter, Craig Biffle, Ernie Irvin, Mark Martin, Matt Kenseth, Michael Walter, Morgan Shepard, Rusty Wallace, Terry Labonte, Bobby Allison, and Bobby Labonte. But then you get to the other drivers, Sam Mayer, Travis Braden, Paul Menard, Brad Smith, Brent Holmes, Michael Self, and Ty Gibbs. And he won one of the Xfinity races. I think it was the road course at Daytona. So, I, you know, I was looking at see what you think, Jason, but I think, you know, the Austin Cindric, Chase Briscoe, and Ty Gibbs have massive potential. It's tough to say because there are a handful of reasons that you would do this from from Panini's perspective. You know, it could be 
okay, guys, we want to keep this set at 200 cards or, you know, whatever it is for whatever set we're talking about. But we want to keep it at, say, 200 cards, but we want these guys in. How can we make it work to where this driver's in and this driver's in without cutting one or the other? And this is an easy way. Um, I would have liked to have seen them made it more of a short print, kind of like Tops does with the photo variations where they do the legends. Um, you know, say Miguel Cabrera is the card, but then the short print is Cobb. You know, something along those lines where there's some sort of team connection or history connection. Um, I would have liked to have seen it done for that reason and instead of just a replacement, and I don't know if that that's really the correct word for it. To me, it just seems like they're trying to please everybody and get more names in the set. Yeah, I think, you know, they, they tried to um, get as many drivers as they can. But I, I guess what I was looking at was, like, with the optic, which are only one per pack, and then the, ha- the hollows are only six per hobby box, 18 base optic in a hobby box that, you know, with that shiny um, prism-like reflection or whatever that, that they might right. be more chaseable. So it is interesting also looking at, you know, the list of who was in optic, but not in Don Russ, because when you think of optic and we've had this discussion multiple times, you know, when you think of optic or prism, you think new school collector, typically, you know, younger audience, versus, you know, just a base Don Rust set where it's typically the old school collector, set collector, not looking for shiny autographs, parallels, none of that. So it is interesting that it's kind of a hodgepodge, you know, people like Harry Gant are in Optic but not Don Rust, where there's no theme to it. Um, you know, you would think somebody like Austin Sindrick or Chase Briscoe would be the ones in Optic, but not Don Russ, but not necessarily Harry Gant, Jeff Burton, Casey Kane. I would think somebody like Gant would be in just the base set and not the Optic. Like, it would be the other way around. So this is a question, you know, definitely for somebody at Panini, and I'd, I'd love to get an answer, even if it's a simple one, as what we said a little bit ago, of we just wanted more people in the set, you know, more drivers in the set. Um, but just to get some sort of thought process on what exactly they were doing. Because it's not that anything's wrong. It's just, like you have mentioned, it's it's unique, and it's not something that that you would notice right away. Like if you weren't somebody like you that's taking pictures, thumbing through the cards every Sunday, every Saturday, you probably wouldn't even notice. Um, And I will say the Ty Gibbs, I did notice because I got the optic and I thought, man, I don't remember seeing that one, but I never put too much thought into it. Um, and then now that you brought this whole conversation up, it's like, oh, that, that explains it. Um, but you're also going to go through more of these than I am uh, on a regular basis as well. So that's where I think the regular kind of haphazard racing collectors are not even going to notice that this happened. Yeah, I, I, like I said, it was kind of stumbled on it. I had done the pictures and stuff last year, but I didn't notice, you know. Right. And there was less of them last year with only the four and the one as opposed to this year. And I, I too, got one of those Ty Gibbs 
optic, and I was like, all right, great, because he had won, you know, the week before, and everybody's clamoring for his 2020 Chronicles products. You know, was waiting, I guess, to see him in the in the base, and never got to it. But we did. I did kind of tip me off though with the Natalie Decker, but I just kind of kind of registered, but I didn't do the didn't do the work right. to find all the all the differences. So, uh, and again, if you my know, Excel spreadsheet uh, skills were correct, then then this list is correct. You know, and something else, and it's kind of funny. The more we sit here and go back and forth, the more I think of things. Optics only a hundred card set, correct? It is a hundred card set. Well, yes. Okay. So, in that sense where it's a 100-card set versus the base set, which is 200, correct, 200. or 220? Right? Yes. Okay, so 200. you're already cutting it in half going instead of just doing a mirror set, which Tops does the same thing with Tops and then Tops Chrome. They go from, say, 700 to 250 or 200 or whatever. So they do that as well, but you're already going from, you know, 200 to 100, and then at that point, you're also cutting out more because you're adding people in. And I'm not – I have your list in front of me. Let's say it's 25 drivers that have Optic but not Don Russ. It's almost – you're taking a 200-card set and making only 75 of those cards in Optic, and then you're adding 25. It's, it's so weird. Like, the more we talk about it here, the more I want to get an answer because – you're just you're cutting out and adding in, and then you're cutting more, and it's just it's a weird thing. I would have loved to have seen because it is NASCAR, because it is racing. We don't get much to begin with. It's only a 200 card set. I would have loved to have just seen a mirror set where it's like 200 base on us and 200 optic, and it's the same 200 cards, and then maybe the short prints or you know something for some fun, but. It's just that thing of how do you go from 200, how do you make that cut and then cut more, and, yeah, it's just a weird process. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't have an answer. It, it's, um, you know, looking at there's just so many more legends and retired drivers in the optic, and they didn't put them in the in the Dunruss. And Dunruss does right. have some duplication because you have their base card and then you have their retro card. You have some duplication there, but... You know, you get a different driver photo, and you have the the retro look, which is cool too. So it was just something like I said I stumbled on to, and uh, I need to go back and double check the 2019 Dunruss. But it, it, like I was saying, so they did a little bit of that in the 2020 Dunruss in the optic, and but this year they took it to another whole level. So uh, I'll have to see maybe if we could uh, get a hold of somebody over at Panini and talk about it. Not that there's anything wrong, but it just, you know, just love the 2021 Dunrush because we're finding it's like a slow release where you're finding some of these things. And if you've been on eBay or looking about the blank slates, the watercolors, and the sketchworks, you know, there's not a ton of it out there. there there's a few on there per week. So that's also a nice little fun uh, chase sets and as well as the downtowns I, I've seen or heard them coming out of the the blasters and stuff. So uh, I've opened, I think, one fat pack and one blaster. I definitely like the blasters better than the fat packs. The fat packs, um, I think they're like 6 or $7 at Walmart when I went. So uh, I think the 
Blaster is probably the, the better value of the two, but but I regress. So um, let's talk about the Sport Kings. Okay, so this Sport Kings is a brand, and I believe the guy that owns the the name and the licensing rights are it's a weird setup. Um, I think the guy that owns the company is the same guy that owned um, Sage or somebody from Press Pass or one of those brands um, where he purchased basic, basically the rights to the Sport King's name. I don't believe he owns it. Um, so there's not like a huge marketing uh, campaign around this, you know, not like Top Series 1 or either Dawn Rush Racing or anything like that. Um, and I think that's one of the reasons that the product gets overlooked. So when I saw it actually in the Nuts group, um, somebody had posted a patch, a jumbo patch, which they call Grand Patches. And it was like, oh, there's, you know, there's racing cards in here. I had no idea. And didn't even know that it had come out. So Essentially what it is, they're all either hobby boxes or blaster boxes. Um, the blaster boxes are typically hard to find, and I know for sure that they came out at Walmart and Target for Volume 1. I don't know about this Volume 2, if they're going to have those in retail or not. Um, and the way it is right now, you'd be lucky to find them to begin with. Um, so basically, for a hobby box, which costs, $199.95 right now on Still City Collectibles website. You get one, two, seven cards per box. You get one relic, two hard signed autographs, two regular base cards that have green backs, which is green text. And each base card for that, there are only 100 made. They are not serial numbered. There's a mini green back and there are only 50 of those, and then there's a bonus card. Typically, the bonus card is a hit, an autograph, or memorabilia. $200 a box, you're looking at three hits, essentially. Most of the base cards for these aren't going to sell really well. Um, and a lot of people don't go for this product because it is such a limited checklist. For example, the base set in this has 38 cards. Um, it starts at number 49 because Volume 1 left off at 48. Uh, so the first base card for here is number 49, and it goes to 86. Some of the guys in the set for the racing category is Daryl Waltrip and Leah Pruitt. Um, those are your racing subjects. Um, but some of the other big names in there, Randall Cunningham, Ray Allen, Emmett Smith, Goose Gossage, Curtis Martin, Randy Johnson, Drew Brees, um, Mike Richter. So there are definitely some bigger names from the other sports. And I believe what happens is this company signs each person to an individual contract. So none of the cards have logos. Um, everything is usually, you know, airbrushed or it's a good photograph where no logos are showing. But the hits are... Very nice hits. And I don't know if you've ever seen any of these. They're very nice hits, and they typically don't sell for very much. So something from this set can usually be picked up pretty cheap. 
And I'm not, you know, don't quote me on the prices. I'm just using it as an example. But, you know, an Emmett Smith relic card from this set might sell for, you know, 10 bucks or 10 or 15 where one from Panini might be, you know, 20, 25. Um, but it's that whole, it's the, it's the logo thing, and not a lot of people typically know about this set. Um, but there are relics for both Leah Pruitt and Daryl Waltrip, and there is also a cut autograph in here. Um, let me find, I don't want to say the wrong person. There are cut signature sketch sets. Um, there is Bobby Unser. And there is a Dale Jarrett, um, but neither of them are in the base set. So those, you're looking at hits. Uh, it's an interesting set. I wouldn't necessarily recommend buying a box, um, a hobby box. You know, the, the blasters are pretty cool, you know, for 20 bucks. Uh, but this is definitely something where you pick it up on the secondary market, but most people don't know about this. So it's definitely something I wanted to mention today. Because uh, it looks like it just came out within the past couple weeks. Well, now you say that, I think I saw some of these blasters at maybe it was Target or Walmart. Oh, really? Okay. And it reminds me a lot of like Allen and Ginter, where there's a lot of different subjects in it for different sports. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. And there are some guys um, that you've probably never heard of and maybe, you know, aren't important to you for what they did. Because I know, you know, for Volume 1, which I said came out a couple years ago, um, we at Steel City, it was me and another guy, we actually did a live case break. So we opened the whole case, and we got to see exactly what it was. And it's a pretty impressive offering, but it's a little expensive. And even then, I think it was $100 a box, and now you're talking 200 but also it's just the way that the market is right now. But there are guys in there that you won't get in other things, you know, like I'm looking at some of the unusual names, um, like Leah Pruitt. I'm sure she's not in a lot. There is um, Tom Lehman from golf, who probably hasn't been in any sort of trading card product for probably, you know, five or ten years. Um it's cheap stuff, though, and it's pretty cool to add to your collection. It just gets overlooked. You know, it's one of those things where it's not the big name Topps Panini set, so you can usually find the stuff in the, not the dollar bin, but you know where it shows people usually have relics for two or three bucks. I would, you, you'll definitely find some of these in there. I, mean, I can definitely see the attraction to some of this, because you know, when some of these folks or, you know, whatever happens maybe in the news and then everybody's starting, you know, clamor for cards. I was looking at the surfing and whether maybe some skiing or triathlon that with the Olympics coming up or something like that where um, somebody can get kind of recognized for achievements or something and then everybody's clamoring for the cards. It just made me think of uh, everybody's going after the cryptocurrency card in Allen and Ginter right now. So, uh, you know, stuff like that. And, and we talked before uh, we came on about some of the 
other things going on and people, you know, rushing or, or trying to find stuff. Some of the older wax, the, with the mm-hmm. Space Jam movie coming out or second movie coming out. So uh, you never know. But um, with, you know, Daryl Walter, you know, it's interesting that he's in that set. And I remember, I think it was Mark Barton was in one of these Sport King sets years ago too. So, and then the Leah uh, Pruitt, who is the NHRA drag racing. I think um, I had looked her up. I think she's won the seven-time top fuel national event winner, the three times national event pro bod winner. She has on her Twitter page. And I think she's either engaged or is dating Tony Stewart, So, which is an, that is an amazing auto racing couple then. <laughs> with all his championships and her right. stuff. So. so that's a pretty impressive checklist. So there's plenty of baseball, hockey, basketball, football, horse racing. Uh, it's very, like I said, diverse. So. It is very diverse uh, for, you know, without a doubt. And there's guys or gals that you'll pull that you've never heard of, but it's interesting, you know, for sure. Um, I found all the information on Cardboard Connection. So, I mean, you can find the full checklist for all the insert sets, all the autographs. It's all there uh, if anybody wants to take a look. But, you know, like I said, this isn't something to buy a case of, in my opinion. This is something to buy a couple blasters just to see what it is and then buy stuff on the secondary market because it's never really too expensive. Um, Even the one-of-one patch cards, uh, never seem to hit the height of, you know, what something from a Panini or Tops or, you know, Upper Deck would have would have gone for. So, no, I was just going to say it still counts because, I mean, you're pulling patch cards out of here. It's not like they give inferior patches to Sport Kings or, you know, suits. They're still buying the same stuff. It's just they don't have the name. So um, it still counts, you know, get those cuts at a discount, but... Don't pass them up. Yeah, I was looking on, I guess that's Carbo Connection. There is a beautiful Daryl Walter STP patch. Yep. So, but I think you're definitely right. This might be something you either open a little bit of or you pick up the scraps from somebody else opening it up. Uh, either, you know, picking up the cards that you are interested in or if you're trying to work on a set or trying to buy lots of them or whatever. Right. But, yeah, this is definitely, um, you know, something to look at. So, to your point, you know, it's all legit stuff and, and just, you know, they don't put out as many sets or whatever as everybody else. So. And that Sport King's name has been around a long time, like you had said. I think it had come back somewhere maybe in 2005 or around that time frame because I remember. Right. Um, and they were, like, I guess it was a few hundred dollars and the case was like three boxes or whatever. So they've been around for a few years. Right. And from my understanding, the person that did it back then is not the same person that's doing it now. Oh, okay. Speaking of that, I know we didn't talk about it uh, in the preview or whatever, but um, I don't know if you saw that pro state is back that Brian Gray has gotten his hands on the pro set brand and has started to put out some stuff I, on demand. I did. So. And um, 
I'm sure you probably didn't see this, but Wildcard is also back as well. Oh, okay. Uh, very limited production. Um, it is for sale on Blowout. I don't know if it's on Still City yet. Uh, very limited production. I think 1,200 cases in four boxes a case or something like that. Three boxes a case. Um, it's kind of like high-end, short run. Does that make sense? Limited production, but it's along the lines of a leaf product where no logos, no licensing ranks, but all the stars um, from the upcoming draft class. Very cool. But I think I'm supposed to be on with Brian on the hobby hotline later on in the end of March, so I'm going to ask him about because Trust that used to produce NASCAR cards, so be curious to see if if he will do an on-demand card of um, somebody. So we will see. And then one of the last segments I want to talk about was some of the eBay closing prices. We had another 72 STP Richard Petty uh, sell in excellent shape, it says, and uh, it was a best offer accepted. It looks like it went for about $3,500. It's got some corner chipping, I would call it, I guess, where... Uh, maybe it's in a screw down or or something, and uh, loses some paper loss on the on the corner corner. So, wow, that's what we call a well loved card. <laughs> I, I call it. It was in a screw down without any kind of penny sleeve, because <laughs> I've had that happen to me uh, to a Bobby Allison and I think a Richard Petty as well. I I think I had I may, maybe it was one of the first ones I ever got signed, and it, it was missing paper on all the corners, but uh, I don't think we talked about it, but I, and I don't know how I missed it, but there was a few 1972 lots. Uh, one was six cards and one was five cards, and they both sold for $4,050 each with $60 for shipping. Um, one of them, the one with six, had the Benny Parsons, Dick Brooks, uh, James Hilton, uh, Charlie Goldsbach, and the Fred Lorenzen kneeling next to the STP car, which is one of the, you know, Holy Grail's massively limited printing, and the Emo Langley. And so this closed on February 8th, and then the other one was five cards with the Richard Petty, Bobby Allison, Fred Lorenzen with the photo uh, portrait, Buddy Baker, and Dave Marcus. So basically, uh, I guess that's a complete set. So $4,500 per. Um, It just amazes me what these 72 SCPs are selling for. So uh, if you got them, I'd say you you might want to float them out on eBay or whatever. But very hot time right now in trading card market. Yeah, and I think you have to unload now unless you truly have something that is irreplaceable. Um, You know, I've been doing it myself, and I'm sure others are, but I can't justify holding on to some of these things that are selling like they never have before. 
Yeah, I think, you know, you, you hit it right there is the things that maybe are irreplaceable or things that you truly want to keep as others maybe you don't uh, doesn't bring you as much joy. I was thinking of early on in the project 2020 last year, I remember seeing somebody, he had an Excel spreadsheet of how much all his 2020 cards were worth. And it was, I don't know if it was a hundred something thousand dollars. And then we all know how that uh, turned out, whatever. So, uh, and, and these might still be going up. I don't know. You mean, we talked about the so limited, these 1972 SCPs that weren't available in any packs or whatever, and they were given away and had to survive all these years, not get thrown out. So it just seems like, the, you know, that Richard Petty is kind of our 52 mantle maybe. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. Um, maybe if it wasn't before, it's definitely becoming that. Um, and, you know, it makes me wonder if, because Petty is such a good signer, are any of them out there in the mail or in in the waiting room to be signed, you know, and sent back to him? Um, he's usually pretty quick from my experience, but at the same time, you know, maybe you sent one before this happened and then now things are just out of control and you're just sitting there, fingers crossed, hoping it comes back home safe, uh, you know, but so many things are happening and, you know, there might be some more coming. There could be some sitting at PSA right now. And, you know, in May, June, July, there could be five or ten more hitting the market. So it'll be interesting to see where it goes. Definitely. And those um, that we were talking about were all unsigned. So, but, um, and that actually there's a few online on eBay now, uh, not endorsing any of them, whatever, but, um, there's still multiple days left, uh, and they're all, you know, in the, I guess, all under twenty dollars. So we all know how that how that'll go. So, but we'll have to check back in next week to see what they close at. And but I think that's it for today, Jason. Thank you again for everything. Hope everybody enjoyed the show. Please like and share the podcast. Jason, any final words for today? Um, nothing much, you know, just be on the lookout. Val and I do have a couple things coming up. Um, we'll check on my cards and then we're working on some, some marketing ventures, uh, to maybe get this out there to some more ears. So keep an eye on that. And, you know, I'm sure as soon as we get things ready, we'll, we'll post it up for everybody as well. Thanks everybody for listening. We'll talk to you next week.